0: Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I'm your host, Ryan Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to batmanonfilm.com, click on Podcasts, and you'll find the Batman Podcast Network that has a whole list of other Bat-related shows that join Peter Vera in frolicking into other nerdy subjects. Batman Book Club is also on Patreon. If you like what's going on with the show and you want to help support the show, go to patreon.com slash the batman bc now thank you for listening to episode 137 i am bane joining me for the first time on this show uh a gentleman who i've talked to actually uh almost the entirety of this podcast he was the winner of the very first giveaway on the batman book club and i've gotten to uh, speak as this gentleman in person too it's mr austin rodriguez austin welcome to the show
1: Thank you for having me on. I'm I'm honored. I'm humbled, honored,
0: you know, humbled, this is just a, a
1: dream come true.
0: <laughs> I think you got me confused with like somebody who's really important. Sponcast. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, there's no, the, there's no honor here.
1: <laughs> you were the first Batman related podcast I listened to.
0: Oh, okay. Well then, you know, what? Austin, let me, allow me to say I'm honored. I'm oh, humbled <laughs> you put me in my place. Um, Yes, we've gotten to we've gotten to speak many times um, over the past couple of years. We met in person last year down in Texas for the Batman Watch Party. We also actually I got to take uh, meet up with you to a a delicious Greek restaurant in Chicago just a few months ago. Um, Yeah, so it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been fun. The times I've gotten to do that with people that were just voice only. And now it's like no in person. We both exist. So it's good to have you on here because we also share a mutual fondness for Tom King's Batman run.
1: I think it's like beyond fondness. I think it's, it's like slightly below love, but more <laughs> than fondness for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Because I think, well, okay, before we start getting into that, though, I have to ask you because mm-hmm. this is your first time on the show. I need to know, Austin, and I don't, I have asked you in person, but I need to ask you this for everybody to hear. What is your favorite Batman story?
1: i think i've thought long and hard about this
0: okay a lot of pressure
1: my final decision i have to go with hush
0: hush okay why hush
1: just because the art okay you get some detective stuff you get Mm -hmm. all of the most of the Rogues gallery in there Mm -hmm. what is it not to like
0: gotcha okay You're not alone in that department. I'm sure you're well aware that Hush has a massive um, fandom that loves that story. And I like that story. I'd almost say I love that story as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Nobody ever talks about Heart of Hush for some reason. I haven't covered that on this. I was reading that. I was just reading
1: that the other day. Yeah. First time? Second.
0: Second time. Okay. So you you like that one?
1: I like Heart of Hush too. I think it's a little bit darker
0: than hush. oh oh yeah oh boy so. hush is hush is just a it's a jim lee showcase that includes almost every batman character you can think of right and so it is like you said of you know it's a lot of people i think think that way of what is there not to love when it includes everything you can think of with batman and it all looks very pretty mm-hmm. that's not even adding jeff Loeb running the story either um that's just like an added bonus. So um, yeah, nothing but love here for hush. Uh, there you go. I th- I feel like I've asked you that in person, but I don't know if you answered something different. I think I, mean, I, I still
1: did. said, I think I still said hush. I think it was either hush at the time. It was either hush or it was long Halloween. I think.
0: Ah, okay. You're a teacher's pet at that point. You're like I don't want to disappoint yeah. Ryan. I'll just say as a, it's long Halloween. I swear, it's long Halloween. I love it. Best story ever of all time. Um, But no, it's okay. Um, Your honesty is appreciated. So let's, you know, let's stop a dilly-dallying, which is all Mm -hmm. my fault. And let's just get into the meat of this episode. Let's talk. I am Babe. Now, as we know, because this is a Tom King month, this was written by Tom King, illustrated by David Finch. Uh, it was released in 2017, 2007, 2017 in Batman issues number 16 through 20. They were released physical issues, released uh, digitally. It's collected in a trade paperback, included in a deluxe edition hardcover. Uh, it's available on DC Universe Infinite. And of course, in the deluxe format, in the trade format, you can find it on my favorite app of all time Hoopla. Which uh the complaint department's own Eric Holzman just signed up for, as did Justin Kowalski. So the the peep the word is spreading on hoopla. Keep it up, people. Uh Austin, what version did you read for this episode?
1: I read the physical, the the hearted the deluxe. Deluxe. My man. Um you and me talked about how hard it was to get some of these <laughs> and waiting <laughs> on that sixth and final volume to come out too. So
0: that might have been our big our biggest connection of talking back and forth was these deluxe editions as they were coming mm-hmm. out and then the total waiting on are they going to wrap it up with volume 6 because it felt like i i didn't check and see what the time period was between yeah. volumes 5 and 6 and then they finally announced 6 and we were like oh thank god because it was, it was a, really making it was me like nervous a good-
1: it was a good year and some change, I think, in between yeah, five and six. And they only had the like, the trade paperbacks.
0: Yes. And I was like, I'm not wow. about to switch on the last one and making yeah. it a trade paperback. That's not happening. And they released City like, of Bane as itself in a trade paperback as well. And I was like, absolutely not. I have faith that they're going to do the deluxe. And they did. Thank heavens. And so, yeah, that's actually, that's the version. Because I did a whole Tom King read through as I mentioned last episode talking with Michael Mm Cronenberg. I read all of those. So I've got all my deluxe editions out of the archives, ready to read. And uh, yeah, this is for me. I appreciate digital always, but man, physical, physical.
1: Page flip ASMR.
0: That's right. (laughs) Uh, When when was the first time that you read I Am Bane?
1: First time I read I Am Bane, I had it in a trade paperback. 'Cause I only okay. started reading comic books about five years ago. Okay. Like I've like I've always been a Batman fan mm-hmm. since I was a child. I was born in ninety two. So I think we talked about this, but like my first big experience with Batman was Batman Forever, Mr. Freeze, all that. So the terrible, the the no, less liked no, no, no. movies. Nah. The less liked movies.
0: Nah, nah, nah. Hey, like Batman this, Forever was a monster hit. In 95, you listen to Bill Ramey, he'll tell you.
1: <laughs> I remember, yeah, I think I went to the theaters when I was like four years old or something like that. So yeah. it was it was a good time. But um, I read I Am Bane probably two years ago, I'd say, two years ago. Um, I just really li- liked all of the, the entire story because Bane is my favorite Batman villain.
0: all right well this is all making sense
1: yeah i know joker we all love joker sure that's that's kind of like yeah that's a given
0: it's for most I, i feel like it's as long as you're in the vicinity of one of the main batman villains you know there's no wrong answer it's if somebody were to be like no i honestly think that Condiment King is the best Batman villain. That's going to be like, hold on a second. I, I feel like you're kind of blowing smoke right now. So there's nothing right. wrong with Bane. Nothing wrong with Bane as being your favorite. That makes, uh, yeah, this is all making sense now. Um, You're going to enlighten me a little bit in this conversation. I can feel it. I read this story as it came out. Um, you know, it came out twice monthly. I don't know the exact term because I've heard of a variety, you know, bi-monthly, which I feel like that means every other month. But I've heard bi-monthly, twice-monthly. Um, all that. But yeah, I was reading it. I was reading all of time. I mean, I've been reading Batman now since 2006. I've read it, kept up with that title as issues came out. So yeah, this was one that I really enjoyed it coming out and waiting. And that was part of the fun. But I do love getting to sit and just read it in one sitting now, all collected. That's, that's I don't know. as we all know, that's probably the preferred, the preferred. way of reading stories <laughs> anymore. Uh, and then lastly, then, and you may have just answered this, but we've, we've talked many times and uh, I don't know how it came about about you coming on the show and everything started to snap together of having this Tom King month because you wanted to talk. I am Bane. So why is I am Bane the story of your choosing?
1: I think it's a story of my choosing because as we'll get into the
0: okay. the art is mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: Bane is Front and center, as you said last episode, a, tr- a strategist. <laughs>
0: oh my god! Yeah, I was beating the hell out of myself for that. I'm like, what the hell am I even <laughs> a strategist?
1: God. Yeah, he's um, but yeah, he's front and center. He's operating on like the top of his game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like one of the first Batman books I ever read was Nightfall,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that's kind of why I fell in love with Bane really early. And that's kind of like how I always see Bane, like at the top of his game. He's physically strong. He's mentally strong. And then he can kind of just go at Batman on all different levels in comparison to some of his other villains that maybe only go at him physically or Mm -hmm. mentally.
0: Gotcha. I appreciate Bane in that matter. I do feel like there was a bit of a lull after Nightfall. And Mm -hmm. what do we do with Bane? and maybe in the you know in the animated series there wasn't much bane it's like they, he had the one episode and then it was a little bit like well what do we do with bane and yeah some of those stories i don't i don't know of any that fully i can like think of ones that bane was in but as far as like of course nightfall is like that's the it that almost feels like a definitive bane story because mm-hmm. of what happened at the time and it hadn't happened before and and all that. But I I do feel like there is a bit of a lack of definitive Bane stories. I would, I mean, it'd be hard for me to only pick this arc. And I would like, you could almost say that Tom King's Bane (laughs) is, you know, I mean, Michael and I talked about it last episode is almost like one story, but that's like a definitive Bane story. I mean, it's kind of, it all connects Bane is, is a little bit, I mean, just as much, not maybe in the shadows, Bane is just as prevalent as Batcat. Batcat's kind of in the forefront of all, that, but behind mm-hmm. that is Bane is the villain throughout from beginning to end of this Batman run. And it culminates in this massive City of Bane epic, you know, showdown and story and all that. But I think like this story connects to, you know, the, the I Am Suicide arc that came well, right before this was. Um, was it rooftops uh the two issue Batcat story and yeah. then before that was the i am suicide story uh, which of course was connected to the i am gotham that kicked off rebirth and all that stuff but it's like it's con- it's a good continuation but i do kind of feel minus a few notes here and there you could somebody could just read this and they wouldn't really be lost it's yeah it's, like, it's
1: a, a very easy point where you can just pick up and you know start reading. Mm-hmm. you don't have to have too much prior knowledge
0: yeah exactly so i mean bane's your favorite you're the mm-hmm. guest and mm-hmm. you chose the story so i guess you can you can kick us off on what you where you want to attack first with all of this
1: i think we can just start from day one.
0: day one day one okay
1: day one we're going like full spoilers right
0: oh yeah all the way okay this oh, book uh, is going to be six years old. I feel like people have read it. It's Tom King's Batman. People listening mm-hmm. have, have read this. So, yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. Egghead okay. shows up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> On
1: page one. Egghead. On
0: page one. <laughs> egghead. Okay, day one. Pretty. I mean, I love going into Arkham Asylum. Who is this inmate? Why is they important? And you see that
1: person sneaking up behind them um and as you can see it's bronze tiger which batman Mm -hmm. had just worked with previously and you're like oh maybe he's coming to tell him something about bane nah boom bronze tiger (laughs) kicks him in the back i was like oh batman hits his head you know on the front of the glass batman i guess gets knocked out for like a couple of seconds and then the guard pulls out his gun and I think this is Jeremiah Arkham, right? Yes, I believe. Yeah. So he pulls out his gun and shoots Jeremiah Arkham in the head, quote unquote. Yeah. I guess a couple panels later, it says that he didn't die. I guess he fainted.
0: He fainted at the perfect moment.
1: <laughs> I'm like he. I'm like okay, if he fainted, comic. Hey, comics. Line. That's I, I fine. Get it. Yeah, it's fine. I get it. I
0: get well, it. let me let me tell you that reading it for this my read through. Mm -hmm. First time I've read this since the deluxe edition book two came out. So I read, I am Bane, you know, as it was coming out and I probably read it in one sitting when it wrapped and then read it, the deluxe, and then I haven't visited it since. So this time, you know, it wasn't, um, I remember what happened, but there were specific little moments. So like this, I kind of didn't remember, you know, some, uh, bronze tiger kicking batman whatever and at first i was like kind of confused I was like wait i didn't feel like it was completely clear in this read through i just like okay he came in attacked batman and then the guard shot bronze tiger because he attacked batman and then tried to shoot arkham and then you know then the I am bane on the guard's teeth and bronze tiger and all that is like i don't think it was very clear to me that the guard was pulling out his gun to shoot batman you know, it yeah. seemed like after the attack on Batman. So, I mean, it's not a not a big deal. I just know that I was kind of, wait, hold on a second. It took me, a, I don't know why, this read to pause and reflect a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not a hugely yes. important part of the story, but I do remember that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think also I realize I like Batman with that purple lining on the inside of his cape.
0: That is You do.
1: I like it. It's for me.
0: You're a rebirth suit fan.
1: Um, I think I am a rebirth suit fan because okay. rebirth was the first Batman like all the issues I read all of them for the first time before I read Morrison or Snyder.
0: Sure. Okay.
1: So I think I like maybe it's just recency bias, but Sure. That's why
0: I like this
1: suit. I didn't know people didn't like the suit.
0: That's fair. Um, I didn't hate it, but I don't love it. It's not near the top of like my favorite bat suits, but I don't think that like, what the hell are they doing? It's got awful or, you know, that kind Mm -hmm. of reaction. It's like, okay, they're changing up and they're kind of trading in blue for purple. Uh, That's, I mean, that's a reflection back to early Batman days, you know, a little bit and stuff. So it was like, yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, i I don't know. I didn't throw a hissy fit, but it's, it's fine. I don't have the action figure. I need to get the action figure just so I have like as many bat suits as possible. I got some, some of that on my shelves. I don't know.
1: So like you said, now that we're a little less confused why the officer (laughs) was trying to, I'll get confused later on. I'll tell you when I got confused. Ooh. Okay. Um,
0: and you're coming so to yeah. me like i have answers huh, you're in for a surprise
1: <laughs> you're the you're the batman book club librarian you've have uh, all yeah. the answers
0: yeah i'm a fraud uh i do like there's <laughs> I, I do think tom king has some is really good with his humor at times though right. in how in reading this of like the guard the three panels uh, in the guard Looking, smile like smiling, the I am bane on his teeth, and then it's met with a like a punch and a couple of the teeth knocked out. I do like yeah. there is something that's almost like a little like funny to me with that of bam, I am bane, bam, punching it out. I like it.
1: Yeah. I think Tom King does a good job of balancing serious situations mm-hmm. with some humor.
0: hmm He's
1: that's got a good yeah.
0: Nolan approach of of. I don't know, like the move, you know, the story is mature and it's serious, but the moments that make you laugh are not like eye rolling or like they're, Hey, this is where we're going to put in something really funny. Did you get it? Did you get it? Like, it just kind of works and keeps going. Um A similar, a different way of showing some humor is definitely in turning that page to welcome to Batburger. Um, Bat got a, very nice response on the batman book club twitter page uh mm-hmm. just posting this image i cut off the menu because i wanted it to frame up very nicely but i mean everybody knows this page and i think it's i think it's funny as hell i think it's witty i, I want to go there <laughs> like yeah it, it's
1: come a very on, Warner cool Brothers. looking restaurant
0: <laughs> it is important. i don't know why they
1: haven't done this already
0: i mean poor mark though at the front counter you can just kind of hear that he is one that is there for the paycheck he doesn't necessarily care about his job um but i think i i love that whole bit before they they get into the seriousness of why there's the meeting of bruce and the, the robins um i think all of that those the whole scene there at the bat burger i think is really entertaining i like it
1: did you what would you order off of that menu
0: uh robin nuggets
1: Robin nuggets?
0: Yeah, because I'll choose, and I know Robin is not a chicken, but you know what? It. I it's chicken nuggets, but they, they got to make it Robin. I'm I'm chicken over beef, uh, pretty nine out of ten times. I'm not saying I don't eat burgers or anything like that, but I'll eat I'll eat chicken all day every day. And so yeah, looking at that, and then I was trying to think of some kind of name because uh Jacob Miller he asked me on Twitter the same thing. And i said robin nuggets but I, I couldn't i couldn't come up with like off the top of my head like a sauce a funny gothamized sauce um uh, so i just said condiment king sauce uh, I, I don't know i don't know you know it, it's not the best but it, it works work. it, <laughs> it works. works what would you order yeah
1: i think i'm torn between the night wings
0: uh-huh.
1: and the two-faced sandwich
0: the two-faced sandwich what do you think is the two-faced sandwich um,
1: it's probably Burton like a sandwich <laughs> that would be terrible.
0: <laughs> I also, was gonna say, don't it's probably, do it.
1: It's probably like that sandwich, um, KFC came out with before the double down. You never, you never heard of the double I don't down? I do remember this. No, it, it was definitely not a good sandwich, but <laughs> it was two, it was the chicken patties, were mm-hmm. the buns, and then there were six strips of bacon oh, and cheese inside of that wow yeah it, it was definitely a an artery clogger i only had it one time <laughs> you only I had was, it once yeah. that's all <laughs>
0: that's all you need is,
1: this is enough
0: yeah oh man i gotta admit though damien he does get a batmite meal yes um i i think i'd want that and i'd want to keep the cardboard that happened to me back in the day with with uh happy meals when i was a kid of i really mm-hmm. did like the structure of the happy meal itself and i wanted to keep it but it's like you can't keep it there's grease stains in it and it smells like mcdonald's you gotta throw it's it away collector's item yeah exactly um our pal pete though i know when he went to little caesar's he just asked them for the bat calzone uh box like an unused one can i just have a spare so he he has one unused
1: <laughs> yeah for I, did, him. I did get that bat calzone though. It was all right. It was Little it Caesars. Bad. Little Caesars is fine. Caesars. Like
0: it's definitely middle of the road. Uh, it's it's fine. I can eat it. And yeah, I got it. And I tried it once. It was fine. Um, but they it was before they had any posters, and that was the part that really pissed me off. So I didn't get any posters. Yeah,
1: I got one. I got
0: one. The post. Oh, which one?
1: Uh, it was just the one with him standing in the rain in red.
0: Oh, that's the best one though.
1: Yeah, you got the best one. I didn't one. see the rest of them. Yeah, so.
0: I wanted to ask them because they were all wearing hats. I'm like, how do I get a hat? I want to have I just I want to have it. I want a poster. I want some of that cardboard. <laughs> you don't understand. I'm kind of pathetic. I want it all around. Uh, so that we don't break it. Like the the so day one, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of emphasizing a bronze tiger's whole mission to rewind a little bit is to kind of warn Batman of you don't understand the pain when you're off the venom. That's why Bane needs Psycho Pirate to help him, you know, control the pain and get past it you took psycho pirate so now bane's pissed and he's he's bane in pain uh (laughs) he's he's coming man and bruce is on this mission of like he he needs to save gotham Girl. it's it's made his you know his main mission to save gotham girl and he needs psycho pirate to do that so there becomes our conflict we know the warning of bane is coming he warns all the Robins. Bane is coming. Uh, they don't necessarily take him serious, but when you know Bruce slams down on the table, of like, no, this is serious. You all need to leave Gotham because Bane's coming. I don't want you guys to fight Bane. Classic Batman move. I don't want to endanger any of you, so everybody get out of here. I don't need your help. I'll be the one that will fight him. Blah, blah, blah. We've seen this. Classic Batman, right? And then he does kind of the similar thing with, with Catwoman. But I got to say that the the end of this was a pretty, as messed up as it can sound, was a great cliffhanger of opening up, you know, or taking the steps down to the Batcave. And there is Damien, Dick, and Jason all hanging with I Am Bane. I mean, right. that's a good I've, capper.
1: <laughs> it's terrible that you said cliffhanger while they're hanging. Ah,
0: wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Not even Um, trying.
1: That was the that was one of the parts I was confused by. Originally, I was I was like, of course, these people couldn't be hanging there right now. Mm -hmm. Like they wouldn't be dead already, right?
0: So my confusion was just in the next the next issue. Mm -hmm. Because it's not really it's not discussed, and maybe maybe we don't need it. But for me. Maybe I did need it, some kind of line, even if it's throwaway, aside from Bruce just saying, you know, to Clark at the fortress of like, I just need him here because if they wake up, they're gonna want to come to Gotham and fight Bane. But there's it's like I almost feel like there's just a small little chunk missing of okay, but they were hanging. Right. It's not like hey, how are they not dead? how did Bane hang them just right to where they're hanging, but they're not dead and how severe they're injured. You know what I mean? Like all of that. And it, and I felt confused a little bit Right. on like, okay, so they're still alive. I get all the hiding them at the fortress and all that stuff, but I just feel like they'd have to be injured somehow. And we, we just assume apparently they're not.
1: Right. Okay. Especially just because like, while they're at Bat Burger, they're obviously not taking Bane very serious. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, we'll we'll beat him. It'll be.
0: Numbers. Fine. It's a numbers game. We can all take him.
1: Yeah, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So, for them to get hung at the end of that first issue, I think if there would have been, like, a panel or something just explaining how they're not dead, or, like, maybe sure. Bane just hung them, like, 10, mm-hmm. 20, 30 seconds ago, like, them still kicking, okay, cool. Then I get it, but it's not the worst thing in the world. No. I guess the Romans are not important to
0: this particular story. <laughs> Got him out of Gotham. I wouldn't think about it in rereads if that little bit was there. Mm-hmm. But it is a little bit to me of like, oh, there's it feels like a, I'm stopping because I'm trying. I'm thinking instead of just continuing and reading, you know. But like I said, not the story doesn't make sense. Bah! None of that i i love the so well first off it's a requirement and one day i would really like to ask the specifics on this um to -hmm. a creator of using batman creators names and naming everything yes and in this issue i mean it looks like jeremiah arkham transporting or transferring hush to a super secret cell, but it's actually Alfred transferring Gotham girl, but they're in Morrison hall. Batman's waiting on McKean clock tower. Uh, I wrote down another, where's the other one? Oh, Nolan alley, Nolan alley. Yeah. So I I just really like to know what's the, you know, what's the requirement of using artists and author and writer names, you know, and naming Gotham. Because I feel like that that'd have to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel like it's
1: it's it's easy to do. You can name a street after yeah. someone's last name. Like Morrison Street. Oh, okay. I believe yeah. that. That's not that hard. Mm-hmm. So um but yeah, I think it's a, a cool little nod, a nice little touch, especially since Morrison has um a name in asylum and McKean has a name in asylum. So
0: yeah. There you go. I didn't even think about that both of them being connected to Look at you. Yeah.
1: You think you doing get answers research. coming here and doing I'm the work. Getting,
0: doing the work. Yeah. Pete would be so proud of you. <laughs> uh mm-hmm. Something that's brought into into Iron Bane that I really appreciate and I like is bringing back from since you mentioned Nightfall, bringing Bane's gang of trog Burden, zombie. Um yeah. It's not a requirement, but it's it's fun and noted because nightfall that first trade of nightfall i can't tell you how many times i read that as a kid and so i knew those characters and so you know they're ingrained in my memory so yeah they pop up at all and it's like oh god that's bird oh that's trog
1: zombie (laughs) i always forget the last one i always forget zombie
0: he's not the most memorable because he's just a bald guy walking in a suit right Trog has like like a a military look to him and looks kind of intimidating. And then Bird's got a bird. So, you know, and he's got a mullet, always a killer mullet. So he stands out.
1: (laughs) I was going to say that that splash page of Batman on top of McKean Tower. Uh Chef's kiss. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Now, second part, I was confused. Oh, okay. See how it says? It says 8.15 p.m. Sure. But the clock isn't 8.15 p.m. Uh Uh-oh. And then the other side of the clock is like some completely other time unrelated to the first side of the clock. So I didn't know if that had like some hidden meaning that I wasn't getting.
0: I can get 8.15 on the one side. It's like. Uh, Yeah. I can get that one. I have no answers for the other side, though. Like, I have no answers. So, it's like David, Finch, David Finch, if you're listening, Austin has problems with you. Um, you can you can follow him on Twitter and uh, go after him. I'm innocent in all of this.
1: It's still my favorite. Still my favorite panel. Still my favorite panel.
0: Uh, almost looks like it's either be like a twelve oh seven. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Is there... I'm trying to think. Maybe in Gotham time, it's 8.15. But in another section, Mm. they like to keep Gothamites aware of what the time is in uh, London. There it is. Problem solved. Yeah, in London, it's already the next day. Um, It keeps Batman on its toes. Mm -hmm. So I I like how the the second part... I don't know. Like Bane's... (laughs) Speaking of doing the work, Bane's doing the work. And... He okay. So the Robins are out of town. Well, Bane's still going after more Batman allies, and having all of them lined up. And I do love that that as you hear birds, bird, and Batman's you know on the on the the roof by the tower, and you hear that that bird, and then you're slowly it's zooming in on what's across the way, and Batman's figuring it out, and there's Bane on the roof across the way, with. Bronze Tiger, Catwoman, The Signal, and Gordon, yep. because Bane's ready to make a deal. I mean, one for four, psychopirate for all of your allies. That's a pretty good deal, but Batman—that's Batman. not
1: the worst deal. No, he's being very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, I like how when Birds Bird, I actually found out Birds Bird has a name.
0: What's his name? Caw Caw Talon. Oh, Talon. Oh, okay. I probably like knew, probably read that and I just forgot because it's just like, it's, I like saying it's bird's bird. Yeah. It just sounds, yeah rolls off the tongue. That could be the eye rolling way of like, Ryan, you can't admit that you don't know the name. You got to make up a story. No, I don't remember the name because I've always thought bird's bird.
1: Bird's bird works too. Good old um, BB. What's your familiarity with psycho pirate before
0: this? Nothing. Nothing. I know he's been around. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are works in DC Universe that he's involved in that I didn't read until after this story. Did he show up or did you watch much of Arrowverse?
1: I did. I watched most of the Green Arrow.
0: Did he show up in the crossover with Batwoman?
1: I think he did.
0: Okay, because I thought he did. Um,
1: yeah i haven't seen too much psycho pirate yeah i want to say they used him more in like the 90s okay for whatever reason i
0: read crisis on infinite earths last year something mm-hmm. makes me for the first time and something makes me think that he was in that and whoever's listening to this now and has a definitive answer on that and wants to rip my hair out i apologize um but I feel for some reason that he was, he'd popped up in that, that as a big book as a big undertaking. And I don't remember yeah. many specifics. <laughs> there was was a lot that yeah, there was an intimidating story. Yeah. There's a, a lot, lot of people in there. So the day three issue, the mm-hmm. third issue in this um, issue. Number 18 is a very interesting issue to me for a variety of reasons. Uh, most prominent is that we do get a, We do get a good mix of flipping back and forth in stories. So we have the main one, uh, Batman versus Bane again. Now, this is different than what we saw in I Am Suicide, because that one was almost like uh, that was a raw version of Bane. Pure strength, just his body taken on Batman. This one, Bane is freaking massive because he's all hooked up on Venom. And he is just here to uh, destroy anything and everything. So we have this massive showdown drawn perfectly by David Finch of Bane versus Batman. And it just really feels like Batman doesn't stand a chance. Cut with this is basically the flashbacks of Bruce and Bane's upbringing, their lives. Mm -hmm. What I find most interesting about All of it, though, is. Like Bane was kind of born out of necessity for him to survive. You're seeing what he had to do in Santa Prisca. Bruce's path was chosen. Right. Which one do you think is more dangerous? You know, because Bruce both are driven, but Bruce could have completely abandoned this idea at, at any moment. I mean, you can argue or not, but I mean, it wasn't based on his survival that he had to train himself and go through all of this. Also a little easier because he was born in wealth, but Bane is in a prison, pretty terrible conditions had to, there was, it was death or this for him. So with that different motivations, Relatable up like uh paths or preparation and stuff. So, I guess, what do you think on who is more capable, who is more methodical, who's more dangerous, who's stronger?
1: Um, I think that, like you said, Bane was kind of it needed to happen.
0: Mm -hmm. Like,
1: if he didn't, there was no option not to become who he was Mm -hmm. because if he doesn't become Bane then he dies as like a child so he was very he was hardened in a way I think Bruce wasn't hardened I think it's like you see when they're juxtaposing them Bruce has a easier time of the loss of his parents I know we all know like the Batman backstory. But if it's compared to Bane's backstory, it's a little bit harder, like on that one panel where it says there's like a butler for him and time to go home and we'll have some sandwiches ready. And meanwhile, Bane's over here eating fish that he's killing with his teeth and trying to swim every night in his cell. So, I think their upbringings are similar. I just think Baines is a little bit harder. And I guess it gives him a little bit more drive. I think they're both very driven individuals. Hmm. And that's why another reason why I like their dynamic together.
0: I think Baines, a little bit more, he's more unhinged. Mm-hmm. Uh, because batman is more controlled based on all on this upbringing i love i really love the one that you got to use a favorite word of mine juxtaposition uh, mm-hmm. but two, i love that that i love them using that uh, whether it's, I feel like it was probably scripted by King to do this. If not, then Finch proposed. I don't know. However, whoever was in charge of this idea and then how it looked in the end result. So I guess both credit both Tom King and David Finch for. I love the pages that are doing the side by side with both of them because there is a lot to say between the two. With that, I actually feel like, in a strength of this story over Nightfall, I felt like there was a flaw in in Nightfall with Bane in the sense of and if Ryan Haas is listening he knows where I'm going with this Bane wanted to take out Batman and all that makes sense release Arkham inmates exhaust Batman as Batman goes to take to capture all of them put him back in Arkham and then strike when Batman is completely exhausted but you're not necessarily proving that you are physically more dominant than Batman. You want him to be tired before you attack him rather than the honorable way of I'm at my best. You're your best. Let's go. And I am Bane. He's, I feel like he kind of has at least physically uh, already beaten Batman stripped away with nothing. Now he comes back with Venom, and you could—if you're going physical fight matchup—I think Bane's got him beat again. We can argue, and we'll get to the end too. But up to this point, in this issue, before we get to the very end of this issue, even it definitely seems like, oh, this is one-sided. Bane's just, just whipping ass. Um, I think that st- stems from anger. Which is what he, I don't know, He maybe that can relate back to his upbringing in Santa Prisca. I don't know. Of, of Just a little bit more unhinged. He knows brawling. Just beat, they're not even brawling, just destruction. <laughs> just yeah. destroy things. I
1: feel like, when did Batman even, I'm trying to find out when did Batman land a punch on him in this issue. I don't, I don't think he did. Because he misses that uppercut
0: mm-hmm
1: and he misses, uh, he misses a left left hook he, he misses the left hook and that's it
0: so like i don't know like i i can see both sides though too of how you just say it. it just seems like bane is dominant in this fight but then you know what batman's doing by issue's end it's it's part of his plan so it's batman's stronger because he just took all of that he took the beating in which you can't tell me that this was well, you can't tell me, but that page of Bane walking away, Batman yep. laying there, really made me think of the one Dark Knight Rises poster that I have and is framed, of the yep. mask in the forefront and Bane walking away in the background. Definitely made me think of that. Uh But I feel like the issue ends in awesome, and we're knowing where this line goes. I know we've seen a little bit before this, but knowing where this title goes with Batcat, I know I just remember it was awesome. This issue ended awesome, I thought. But Batman and Catwoman being allies. And we know we just read the rooftop story right before this, the two issue when, you know, all that with those two. But I love that she's in on the plan as well. Has captured Bane's crew and the clawed on their chest i am cat yep. i love it and bane had turned around batman isn't laying there anymore he's gone and then the the looking into arkham asylum dark lightning strikes batman's at the door dark lightning strikes the doors open batman's gone it's like batman hot damn batman like
1: <laughs> those are some good awesome those are some good panels
0: yeah i love it and it made me think of uh Two things. It made me think of Morrison and McKean's Arkham Asylum. The iconic shot of like Batman standing outside of it and Joker's face, you know, was there too. But then it also made me think of um well no, not even with Joker's, but the actual like picture itself. And then in Death of the Family, as Batman might be at the end of the third issue in that story as well, as Batman's walking into Arkham, which that story made me think of Arkham Asylum. And so, yeah, then that part on this story made me think of those two stories. Uh, I don't know if you have anything to comment, that, comment on that or not. Um, um.
1: Yeah, I think those are some really, those were some really good panels. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say, how did you feel about Bane's dialogue in this, um, in this issue? When he's on his, I'm not a joke. I am not a riddle. I thought that stuff was great.
0: I loved it. Loved it. Loved all of that. Yeah. So I'm good. I'm glad you, as I overlooked that on my notes, but I love that part of, I'm not a joke. I'm not a riddle. I'm not a bird or a cat or a penguin. I'm not a scarecrow or a plant or a puppet. I'm not your broken friend. I am not your regretful teacher. I'm not a child's fairy tale. I am not a circus act here to amuse and frighten you. I am not another one of your madmen howling at the moon. And I, I am not, I am not some rich boy playing dress up. I am Bane. Oh yes. Ah, yes, Bane. Ah, um,
1: who did who did you okay. think uh he was talking about when he says I'm not your broken friend? I took that as I took that as a Harvey Dent
0: reference. Yeah. Um like sitting and actually thinking about it. Yeah, I don't know. Because he, like, yeah. I think I might have thought that, that with uh, Two-Face, Harvey Dent, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I love the, so when he's mentioning each one, so that's also a fun thing too, is it's making you think, you know, I am not a joke and you're like, oh, Okay. You know, joker, I'm not a riddle, Oh, okay, Riddler. So you're thinking I'm not a mouse or I'm not a bird or a cat or a penguin. So then you're like, oh,, um, going through the list. And so that way, but then summed up together what's the point of him saying all this? You know, it's I'm not some, I'm not some gimmick. And that can also be fun to think about of the history of these other villains in where batman comics you know used to be and their gimmicks and they were fun or whatever and it's like no when bane, when bane arrived on the scene he i'm not like them i'm i'm bane <laughs> like
1: it was all i'm here to break business from the jump
0: yeah. yeah so i'm glad you brought that up because i thought that that was great and um we get a counter to that and uh in the final issue, which definitely makes sure that I that I bring up and I talk about, mm-hmm. uh, the there's also a counter to so. Day four, is Bane just uh, blasting his way through Arkham to get to Batman? We get the opposite of that in issue number seventy, which is the issue following the nightmares arc, and Batman is basically going through all of Arkham taking down everybody to get, you know, to uh, basically face off Bane or and or Thomas Wayne. So I like that we get that and it almost brings a little full circle by the end of the the title. But here, I mean, you just kind of name check who all you're getting. And I thought it was interesting. The book wrapping with. You know, or book ending this issue book ending with Maxie Zeus. As he's yeah, reading just... uh, parts from Inferno, also known as Dante's yep. Inferno, and then sorry, I wrote it down, and then the, it ends with, you know, the marriage of heaven and hell. And I think, yep. so King, uh, I feel like is a, a, a highly intelligent man that is very, that is a well-read gentleman. Um, I am not <laughs> <laughs> like I can I get I, I don't have a list of this, but I do have of you know Dante's Inferno and the the marriage of heaven and hell. But I I do like there's it's very poetic using that here. I think in the issue the meaning of those two writings applied here with Bane and Batman. Um, it is I don't know there is something that's really cool to stop and think about why it's being used, what connections are made. One can't exist without the other. Uh, it's, it's interesting. There's more than just, as much as I love the ironies of Batman and Joker's relationships, uh, I do also, I do appreciate measuring up like Batman and Bane relationship as well, which I think King did a great job, not just in this story, but in the whole run. Right.
1: Yeah, I think I think starting it off with Dante's Inferno is just kind of letting you know that hey, Bane is coming into to Arkham. It's like abandon all hope.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like
1: going to hell kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, <laughs> oh shit, Arkham. Yeah, it's just like Arkham <laughs> is a crazy place. Just abandon all hope when you get here. Yeah. Um, I also thought like when this first like this whole issue kind of reminded me of nightfall when Bane let everybody out Yeah, of Arkham. So I feel like Batman's just doing the reverse. And I guess Batman also does the reverse again in issue 70.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, when he's fighting his way out of Arkham. But yeah, Plus, I think it's all well drawn as well. Go ahead.
0: How do you, so maybe I was just doing it wrong for all the all, longest time. The gentleman with Solomon Grundy. How do you pronounce his name? When you it say amygdala. it out loud. Amygdala. Amygdala. Okay. Yeah. So, when I first read Nightfall, this will age me. I was like, I was like seven, okay. and you know, there's a couple. There was a story in there that included him, and I always read it as amygdala.
1: Uh I mean, you were seven.
0: People. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, this is like, I should have seen the signs of strategist from, you know, from long <laughs> ago. That was the first hint of that. Uh, but it's, I read it and reading out loud to myself so much, amygdala, that when I would hear it, when I would hear it, it's something, not that I sit there and watch programming where this word's thrown around all the time, but amygdala. And I'm like, wait, what? And then it was, Oh amygdala so now it's still (laughs) even a man in his 30s and i'm like oh you're talking the the amygdala yeah i got you okay
1: yeah Uh, i I think we've all had that kind of that moment where
0: i've had too many (laughs) i
1: think me and my wife we there's like a french dish and i thought we thought it was called crudites Mm -hmm. and then we were watching something on tv and some French person said crudite. I was like, oh, crudite? That's how you pronounce it, crudite? <laughs>
0: you you looked at her, and you were like, we tell no one. Uh, we tell no we one. You say, okay? No but one now knows you did. it's
1: always been that.
0: But I know. But I know uh, amygdala as well. I think it's cool. We don't necessarily need to see it. I think it's presented very, it's very impactful how it's presented that Bane takes care of Solomon Grundy and amygdala Um, because that speaks words however he does click you know the old button on the back of his helmet (laughs) it's a
1: little extra juice
0: whoa oh man and i love that when he breaks through that steel door of you know he he meets up with jonathan crane uh this is just i just think the issue i said it's like very action-packed there's a you know there this story is connected To what Tom King had done before this in the run, and it's connected to what he does later in the run. This after this confrontation, you know, there's a big break of Bane, and then when he, you know, reappears in the run, you know, it is like ah, but like this is a great issue of like, man, there's just action and fights and just Bane making his way through Arkham. I just I love it. I love the pacing of it all, and you know that it's not for nothing. There's a reason you know and what he's striving toward and going after you know is is batman because batman is between bane and psycho pirate so like there you know what i mean it's not just doing this just so that it looks cool because though that's great you do need substance with a story for it to stick um right. so i i i really like this issue and you know another great spread two-page spread of batman and bane like bane gets him but bane's all bloody half his mask is ripped off batman seems ready to go and i mean then you turn the page and then it is you know uh zeus who just loves to scream this stuff in the hallways apparently um <laughs> yeah learn, learn, i thought that, I, thought
1: that. <laughs> I was like all right Maxie, just calm down
0: He's, he's a very lonely man in there and this is why he has no friends in Arkham.
1: Yeah, what was your what was your favorite Bane encounter out of him fighting the villains here?
0: Oh, what hmm <laughs> well, well, well. There's a fun throwback when he comes across Zaz just because I was introduced to Zaz in Nightfall and Zaz's well the Kelly Jones cover with Zaz terrified me as a kid um which I was so happy I got to actually tell Kelly Jones that and then that issue really scared me because it was like a horror slasher story and Zaz was just really terrifying so the fact that it is like oh Bane and Zaz I was introduced to both of them in Nightfall that's cool so that one got me like a little giddy um oh man i probably have to, even though it's one panel, I mean, I do like that, but I do love, I love Scarecrow always. And so I like that Crane it, like, is toying with him and thinks he's getting the upper hand and then that doesn't happen. So then I could say maybe that's my, Austin, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I think first place would be his interaction with Freeze. That's awesome. when freeze when freeze says a perfect human injected with the highest possible doses of venom couldn't yeah. hope to emerge from anything over fifteen hundred cubic pounds, and at the time he's in twenty seven thirty seven
0: mm-hmm.
1: cubic pounds, and he just shatters it.
0: Yeah, he's like I mean, impossible. Bane. As Bane walks away, not impossible. There's something Bane, about like um yeah. the the matter of factness when villains have that of. Like, I like how it's the stories just continues because he's just like he's not sitting there, uh, you know, uh, a cat playing with his food or anything. It's like taking care of business and continue on what he's doing on his path. Impossible, yeah, he, not right. impossible, as he continues. <laughs> right, baby, and he's like not impossible, he's on,
1: he's on a mission, just you know, plowing through everybody, throws flamingo. <laughs> I gotta go kick air.
0: Firefly's ass. You know, <laughs> the big I fit. get why everybody, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I get
1: I get why everybody fought Bane. I don't understand why he sent Mad Hatter.
0: Um, gotta Matt get them all.
1: Just punched through the face.
0: It's a Pokemon. Uh, I gotta catch them all. <laughs> I guess. But uh, the, the final issue. So, I mean, what a cover. on that one as well that's pretty that's wild well done that's a that's a great cover great image and what i love so it is almost so you get the two-page spread of batman of almost like the flashback of the first issue not first issue of rebirth because but of the i am gotham arc second issue of batman Rebirth. And him on the plane you do kind of get a little bit of a of a connecting the dots a quick catch up here of, it's all it's all connected but i brought this up last episode um i know you heard it but i'm going to bring it up again that i just love the page of batman in response to bane this is the end batman And Batman says, you know how many times I've heard that? Rest in peace, Batman. There's no escape, Batman. Time to die, Batman. Every night, over and over and over for so many years. This is the end, Batman. Every damn night. And yet I'm still here. And he's like a crouched reset. Kind of like I love in The Dark Knight Rises when the big fight at the end and Batman goes up the steps, turns around and does like a reset. I just there's something that's kind of like awesome a really awesome feeling with that for me for some reason when batman does that and here you know he just got his ass beat again bloody and all that but then he's like nope because he's batman and and it's exactly it like he's even said and yet i'm still here and there he is i love it i just love it
1: yeah i think it's i think it's great to my knowledge i don't think he's ever said anything like this before
0: not to my recollection either.
1: Not to my recollection. Yeah. So it's just kind of like encapsulates the enduring mm-hmm. spirit that he has. To so like, I'm always going to keep fighting, even though I've been getting beat down for a couple issues now, but I'm still going to, I'm still here.
0: Yeah. And then it, what's Bane say? And I, and that's why I love this kind of matchup like this, too, because it's not like what he just said scared Bane. Because what's Bane's response? I'm going to kill you, in which Batman like a continuation, like he was interrupted in what he was saying every damn night, and then, rah! you know, and then they're they're at it again. And I mean, I think Bane has. I mean, it's another bit of Batman enduring uh, punches, but we get in and out um, of something else. So. This is a a trend that we could end up seeing from Tom King of the narration you're seeing. You're not sure who's saying it, right? Um, sometimes I think, pending my mood sometimes and pending what's being written, how the story's you know uh, unfolding. Sometimes it can get on my nerves and then other times it's it's fun to sit there and read something that's connecting to what you're seeing but it's not apparent how correlated it is Mm -hmm. and then you get to the end and then you you do have the benefit now of like oh okay so take the the wedding issue you have a batman writing a letter on the left side Catwoman writing a letter on the right side there's just different ways you can go back and read that issue you read it in it like each page like you would any comic book and then you get to the end or you can read it now only reading Batman's side then going back reading only Catwoman's side like a variety of ways to do that so this here it was with me of kind of like I read it because I forgot where it was going and then I did go back and I, I only read the captioning after I finished up the issue and I've, I don't know how do you feel about all of that period
1: i originally when i read it i felt like it was him talking to himself yes like bruce i think i started to
0: too (laughs) even this reading and i was like oh it's batman talking about wait hold on this doesn't make sense that's not that's not bruce
1: yeah i i read it as bruce talking to batman and he's been since the I guess the second issue of Rebirth, he's been kind of looking for this quote-unquote good death Mm -hmm. so that he can feel like he can make his parents proud or so he can be done being Batman. And I think that even at the end of this issue, he's thinking, all right, I'm probably going to die now. I think this will be my good death.
0: What's her? Oh my gosh! I can't believe I'm forgetting her name. In *Man of Steel*, she says, "A good death is its own reward." Fiora. Yeah. A good death is its own reward. That's a great line. Um, yeah, that's a like, and then by end, the way I always took it. No, but nothing says that I am correct in this. Uh, also, anybody listening could be like, "Well, no shit, Ryan," but it was just Bruce having a conversation in his head with his mother Mm -hmm. which maybe not with our our parents but it'd be surprising if i think if all of us stepped back and thought about how many conversations we have in our head with ourselves (laughs) it's not that uncommon (laughs) Um, yeah
1: it's not that uncommon i don't know if i have that long of a a monologue with myself but
0: yeah i don't think i do either (laughs) yeah but But i do
1: think oh go ahead
0: I do love that, though. Uh, Bruce Thomas Wayne, my little boy, all grown up. You know, you don't need a good death for me to be proud of you. And Batman just says, yes, mother, I know. I I haven't looked into it. I actually haven't asked. I've never asked anybody if anybody felt. The ending was anticlimactic because you're going, you know, at least the past two issues were just like bloody brawls. And then for it to end with Batman, which I love, I am Bane. And Batman says, yeah, yeah, I know, you're Bane, but you, I think you forgot, headbutt, I'm Batman. And that does the the job on on Bane. I didn't know if anybody felt a little shortchanged by the end or if they felt like that was great, if they were satisfied. Uh, I was completely satisfied with it. Because as you and I, like, as you and I are even talking here, it is like I, I think talking about it made me realize just how much, yeah, he's enduring in all of this, all these fights. Maybe his only real hit is that headbutt. So when Bane just thinks he has him on the ropes, it's like that's when Batman uses his tool. He exhausts Bane by making him fight all the Arkham inmates, lets him use up everything on him and then hits him with the headbutt right in the right spot knocks him out. That seems very batman to me.
1: Yeah, I think it's very Tom King has been doing a very good job of humanizing Batman. I think he also even said that on the last podcast. Yeah. But he's just Batman is just so tired, he's so worn down at this point. He's he's feeling a particular kind of way even after this fight.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Um Look at all my notes. I missed his first name, but Campbell is mentioned in the second issue of the story, the quarterback for uh, the Gotham football team. Is this the first mention of Campbell?
1: Um, I, I don't remember when the first time he was mentioned. I just know that they talk about him throughout the entire yes. run.
0: He becomes a great uh, little Tom King joke throughout the run. Of Campbell, who is apparently the worst quarterback to ever play for the Knights. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I appreciate that.
1: At the end, he might have thrown that game winning touchdown. He did.
0: In my mind, he did.
1: Head cannon, he did.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, But I think that was like the last thing we haven't touched on that I have in my notes here. Uh, Is there anything as we edge towards finishing is there anything didn't mention
1: um, i think we got all of the the bane brutality in
0: yeah <laughs> did we talk enough about bane beating up everything i think so but
1: so how do you feel i guess how do you feel this story arc i guess closes out that first i am like trilogy of stories
0: At this point, I felt like if we didn't see Bane again, then it's done. Uh, Psycho Pirates locked up. Now Bane's going to be locked up. The recovery of Gotham Girl um, is coming. I'd feel, you know, that I don't know the use for Bane at this moment. I do think it does close the book on Bane at the right time. 30 issues. Yeah. And then an even bigger Bane book is opened. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I
1: think it was I think it was a good stopping point or a good pause point. Obviously, yeah. if we didn't know what was coming up, I think it was a good stopping point. It was a good, you know, good run. He fought Bane several times. He went to Santa Prisca. Mm-hmm. Um, I really vibed with the the Gotham and Gotham Girl origin story. Yeah i thought that their origin story was relatable i'm like okay i'm buying this that happened especially on like the second reread um but yeah i felt like this the first i am series was very it capped off very well and then Mm -hmm. after this obviously it goes into uh the button yeah
0: Uh, so i feel
1: like it capped off very well
0: yeah and michael said last episode too of he and i couldn't think of any batman characters that weren't used or mentioned or brought up in tom king's run i mean it might even kind of start here of i guess we didn't see we didn't see penguin but i mean even in the one page we saw Joker. We saw ended up seeing Two Face, Mad Hatter, Scarecrow, though it was Jonathan Crane, Edward Nigma. Hey, at this point we've seen a lot of the I mean, I guess we didn't see Tim Drake, but he was apparently dead at this moment in time. But I mean we see a lot of the bat family as well. Um yeah, King was utilizing he was utilizing Gotham well.
1: Yeah, I think he he hit all of the like the major, major heroes, major villains. He we didn't get Egghead. Did not get That's Egghead.
0: Okay. One of these days. I think days. he went
1: down the list. I think he went down the list, got some very um, underutilized villains. Obviously, Kite Man is the, is the standout.
0: Of course. Hell yeah.
1: So, yeah, I, I really, like I said earlier, I really dig Tom King's Entire run on Batman. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I'll ask you this. How do you feel like run for run, I guess, out of the past three or the three major ones? So it would be Kings, Snyder's, and Morrison's.
0: For me, I don't say Kings, Morrison's frustrating. Snyder, moments of greatness, King's most consistent. Morrison, his was, he had quite a good ride. And then RIP, as I said on this show, really frustrated me. So experiencing that as the run went through was a lot of fun because he was introducing a lot of stuff that was like, man, how does this connect? And then I don't feel like it fully did. Like he was building up for RIP being the big ending, and then he got to RIP and was like, "I'm not done." So like, eh. Snyder had like came out the gate with Court of Owls which was great. I think Death of the Family is great. Uh, and then it, and then from there on, he had some zero year moments of it were really good. Other moments, I was like, "Eh." Uh, Bloom, I was like, not really a fan of um so you know i mean that one was like up and down but when it was up it was really up and then kings i just kind of feel like it was just good throughout i got a little impatient with the nightmares arc um i, I, was, I was ready I to actually liked.
1: i liked the very last issue of the nightmares arc the one it where the,
0: it's the dance right
1: the one where they're dancing yeah. throughout like their different suits the different eras I really, I re- that was the one thing I told Tom King when I met him at um, MegaCon Orlando. I'm like, I know everyone loves like when Bruce and Selena and Clark and Lois go to the fair. Yeah. But that end of that nightmare is run though.
0: What was, do you say to I that? I like
1: that. <laughs> he said, I don't, I think he said not too many people say that. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but they're dancing through the eras. You know, it's beautifully well drawn. Mm-hmm. The suits. So it's this, kind of it's, it's more Batcat.
0: This nightmares read through was better because it was at my pace, mm. where even twice a month with nightmares wasn't fast enough for me, because there was also the two Flash tie-in comics uh, as well, so that prolonged th- finishing the nightmare arc and getting because i mean we ended with you know uh thomas wayne batman behind bruce as bruce is hanging over alfred that was the last image and it was like oh what does this mean and then we had nightmares for four months literally yeah that was that
1: was probably (laughs) a little long
0: so i got i just got a little impatient with it and so uh that's not on anybody but me i just got impatient but then even in read throughing it again i got to say like that was the only part of the whole read through that I wasn't loving it. It was fine to me. So, um, yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah, I think like you said, Tom King's run was gets the award for most consistent. Yeah, I think Snyder's run. He just came out the gate so hot. Like his his highest high was higher than everyone else's high with quarter yeah. miles. But then after that, it never got anywhere near that same level of... I guess yeah, it, because it is a classic, so...
0: As much as I love Death of the Family, I do think Court of Owls is better. But I was completely... Or, sorry, uh, that's not necessarily fair. I feel like... I mean, maybe you could say that. Court of Owls was just so good and hot out the gate, but death, his follow-up being Death of the Family was was so good that I was completely fine of like, oh yeah, that's really good. And then, yeah, I just don't think stories after that measured up to what he came out the gate.
1: You yeah, could, cause I you think... could almost
0: say like your first at bat is a grand slam. You hit some singles and doubles afterwards. It's like, yeah, that's cool. But remember when he hit a grand slam, when he first went up to bat, that's almost like, that's what that could have felt like a little, everybody always goes yeah. to baseball references, but.
1: Yeah. I think it's just because his first, it was the first story arc. If it would have been came later on
0: like, okay, this is great. Yeah.
1: But since he just started off at like a 10 out of 10, mm-hmm. the next one, unless it's also a 10 out of 10, it's a quote unquote step down. But no, yeah. I, 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 liked uh Snyder's run. Mm-hmm. I think like you said, toward the end, like bloom, uh what was the one where gordon was in the mech suit heavy super heavy super heavy i I, that wasn't for me and my batman since i liked the bruce
0: yeah i liked the bruce moments in those stories Mm -hmm. uh but gordon as batman i just i wasn't a massive fan of that part
1: which ended up you know
0: it kind of is that last you know year's worth of batman stories in that run
1: and morrison like you said i liked i liked a lot of morrison the more i think about it
0: mm-hmm.
1: i've just never had to stop and do so much research to figure yeah. out what the heck is going on like tom king here two poems i didn't know one of the poems i googled it you know yeah take you five minutes watch a little youtube video okay i get it i understand what's going on here
0: mm-hmm.
1: morrison was like every two pages I'm like yeah. dead man's hand. This stars this.
0: Yeah, Batman is R. The what? <laughs> I'm like okay,
1: but yeah. no. I think I like it. I think they're all they're all great and good in their own ways. Yeah, I think I just like the Tom King one for its consistency. Yeah, yeah, and because it's Bane centric.
0: Bane. I heard he's your favorite Batman villain. You will, the credible you source. will hear that. You I can't reveal. <laughs> uh, Austin, let's hop into some favorites. I would like to know, what was your favorite part of I am Bane?
1: My favorite part, I will say... There was just so many. Um, I think the original fight between Batman and Bane... After he offers him the deal. And he just says no. And then they go into the whole fighting in the alley. And then Bane goes into his monologue. Like I'm not a riddle. I'm not a joke. I think Mm -hmm. that whole. That part was my favorite.
0: Nice. I do love the Batburger sequence. And scene. There's something to be said about glorifying something that's terrible. And a lot of us don't realize when we're doing it, and how messed up that can be. Sometimes <laughs> it's also funny, uh, like flat out. It is funny, and it is almost a calm before the storm, which I do appreciate. That in some, in some, uh, like deep stories, some heavy stories, when you do get that calm before the storm, and they know the characters involved know this is the calm before the storm. Something about that I I really enjoy, but uh, it's definitely for me Batman and I'm still here yeah it's one page but a close second that's that's just there for me because it's so true Batman loses his teeth and so many issues but somehow he always has all of his teeth so uh I love that too he lost some teeth in this story and I don't see any gaps when he's saying that because he's still getting back up I'm still here uh how about a favorite panel that's
1: tough. Favorite... Can I do a splash page?
0: Yeah. That's a panel. It's, it's a big panel, but it's, it's a panel.
1: panel. It's um when Batman's on top of the clock tower, on top of the McLean clock mm-hmm. tower. It's just drawn so well. David Finch. The cape is flowing. Everything. Everything about it, other than the actual clock time, is...
0: <laughs>
1: chef's kiss
0: you zoom in and you don't even see that so there you go uh as much as i love the so i don't man, there's the i am bane of the robins hanging in the bat cave that's a that's a great panel because it's very yeah because it's very impactful mm-hmm. um I, I love Catwoman's. i am cat that's great i can't tell which of the two that i do like lightning strikes batman's underneath the arkham asylum sign or lightning strikes the doors open and batman's not there i have not decided which of those two i like more the one has batman in it of course but it's almost like as i like, almost say uh, annoyingly often of just an image no words i can create a story i almost feel like there's more story because you don't know what's beyond that open door if you were to just be just given that image from David Finch and it's like Bane's looking at an open door at Arkham Asylum that can cause a lot of questions and a lot of imagination. But I do like the thought of Arkham Asylum and Batman's there and Bane's coming to him. So it's, it's gotta be one of those two. I don't know. I'll flip one of Harvey's coins. Uh, Would you like to see I am Bane adapted in animation?
1: Yes. A hundred times over. Um,
0: 100 times over my goodness
1: I will take I am still waiting on this kind of Bane to be represented in any type of like animation and or live action I think that Bane like we said being just as like stronger than Batman just as smart as Batman him being juxtaposed with Batman, I need to see that live action and/or animated.
0: Gotcha. Okay, I would love it, and I think you can make a movie out of it by including uh, the "I am Suicide" portion of Bane, because yep. that can make this this part stick of the because Bane kind of has a he. He has a little bit of a point here in he'd given up everything. He was on his island kind of minding his own business. He's like, I didn't even go to Gotham to get psycho pirate. I had somebody else do it and bring him to me. And then you broke into my island and took him to where now I have pain that I can't manage. So I've got to use venom. So he's kind of in a weird way. He's like, he's blaming, blaming Batman. I think that is a great setup. To have at the front of your movie animated movie, and then the second half is I am Bane. Build up to all that destruction, Bane fighting, blood, and Gotham. It's like that, that could be an awesome animated movie. And you'd get your your Bane that you've that you're longing for.
1: I don't ask for too much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't ask for much. Just give me Bane hooked up, destroying everything. Rah! Uh, I think that could be a great story. Uh, It would work. Austin, final thoughts. I am Bane.
1: Um, I think it is a must-read.
0: Must-read. My goodness. I
1: feel like it's a must-read. If you were to read any arcs out of the Tom King run, just because you had the time of day, outside of the Bat-Cat stuff, I would say this would be the one to read because it has the most action. The art is phenomenal and you get some very like top tier Batman moments like the, I'm still here. Yeah. The reset. I am it. Yeah. I feel like you get everything you need for a quick little short, like Saturday read in Good this point. story.
0: Yeah. Um, echo that i think there's i think yeah there's maybe a couple in the front half pre-wedding i don't think post-wedding you could do it pre-wedding there's a couple of stories that are like this is all you need you don't need to do homework and i am bane is definitely one of them very action-packed it's drawn wonderfully by david finch i think the story is great Uh, builds on what's come before but is a little can be a little bit standalone um and is a great setting of the table for the threat that bane's going to be later in this run that we didn't know at the time that it first came out. Uh wow. we didn't I I didn't know where this was going. Uh so it was I don't know, it was just really well done and I I think it is of it this run and so by saying this run you have to include this story as well helped elevate to give like a def- a defining Bane story. I think he'll always be linked to being Nightfall and that being the Bane story because he came out the gate hitting a Grand Slam. Uh, but this one's up there too. Of It's one of the best Bane stories. Um, and I am Bane is included in that. So there you go. I am Bane. If you haven't read it, uh, we just spoiled it. But go ahead and read it anyway because we didn't ruin it completely for you. And if you haven't read it in a while, go back and revisit it don't be disappointed so Austin thanks for coming on the Batman book club
1: I we got you here you having me
0: yeah I appreciate it we got you here uh do you have anything to plug or tell people uh where they can follow you talk to you uh admire your wisdom all that stuff
1: um you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at arod 720. boom so I keep it simple I'm not I don't have as many plugs as uh
0: no who does does? (laughs) i mean who does really looking back on it all, so awesome follow austin there uh that's how we got to talking so uh i think he'll talk to you too and he'll be a gentleman about it as long as you say that your favorite story is i am bane start Uh, off
1: with i am bane and we can get yeah to
0: talking i you. am banned so anyways uh let's talk about i don't know politics i'm just kidding so if you want to follow the batman book club of ways you can do that instagram and twitter at the batman bc for latest episode drops upcoming episodes sometimes some giveaways austin's familiar uh make sure that you subscribe to the batman book club youtube channel uh road to no man's land is the journey i've been going on with peter arbera um new ones of those are going to be popping up all over the place uh so, yeah, make sure you go go there and check that out. Uh, if you want to support the shows, a variety of ways you can do that. Number one, patreon.com slash thebatmanbc. Number two, tpublic.com, type tbbc for the Batman Book Club. And if you don't want to spend any money at all, it's 100% percent a okay the easiest quickest most impactful thing that you can do to support the show is to rate and review the show wherever you listen to it so apple spotify amazon google play iheart radio wherever you listen to podcasts just rate and review it because the more reviews the show gets the more it helps spread the word and as we all know the word is panic so for austin rodriguez i am ryan Lauer, and until next time remember that guys.